This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Without a healthy mind, being happy is hard. Visit BetterHelp.com allies and see if online therapy is for you. Hello, and welcome to the Easy Allies Podcast. I'll be your moderator, Daniel Bloodworth. This week, I'm joined by Michael Huber. Yo! Michael Damiani. Elden Ring. (laughs) And in the control room, Isla Hink. Elden Ring. (laughs) Put my tongue on the mic. Ah. Yeah! That that, doesn't taste good. No, it tastes like foam. (laughs) Uh, Distinguished guests, we are here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in this week's news. Uh, But before we do that... We must answer for all the mistakes we made in the last episode. Isla, begin corrections music, please. Boop. Atone for your sins, Bloodworth. <laughs> Go to the Chapel of Vows, Uh Litten, the fire cat Pokemon, uh, is the sun and moon starter, not sword and shield. Also, uh, Pokemon Red and Blue <laughs> each had 11 exclusive uh, Pokemon, uh, not 6 to 8 like Brad was saying. Got it. Uh, I mean, 11 is 6 to 8. Oh, no. Never mind. <laughs> I, was, I thought you said 6 to 18. I was like, wait. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um, Kirby's B move after absorbing Joker in Smash Bros. Ultimate is literally called Gun. <laughs> so we were asking if Kirby would ever wow. get a gun. And uh, already has. Uh, That's a deep cut. I like that. Yeah. Uh, some a couple fun little stories. Uh, War Inspector did actually work a little bit on Thief, um, but it was still early in production uh, before he moved on to uh, Looking Glass. Uh, and then, uh, interestingly enough, it was some of his frustrations with Thief that kind of led to Deus Ex because he wanted to be able to sneak or to go, you know, attack. Sick. And the other devs were like, "No, no, no! You have to sneak! You have to sneak! We want him to sneak." Yeah. It's like, I bet you can make a game that does either thing. Yeah, tight. Uh, and then we got a few uh, talks on Z-targeting. Again, throw a timestamp in there when you correction, because somebody's like, Miyamoto didn't come up with Z-targeting. Like, I don't remember a saying that yeah. he did, but I didn't want to scrub through the whole thing again. Hmm. Uh, but it was sort of, I don't know if like any one person can be credited with it. Uh, so... Uh, uh, Yoshitaka Koizumi uh, was on the t- was on the team. Uh, that also included uh, Toru Osawa and uh, Jin Ikeda. And one of the cool things about it is they were inspired by ninjas. They went to a playhouse, watched like this like martial arts fight, and one of the ninjas used like this chain thing, and then was like circling. And that was kind of like the inspiration for the Z targeting. So tight. I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, so they went there to try to like figure out like how we're going to do combat in 3D, and so they so just watched sad. some ninjas at a playhouse, and that's that's where. It came I love from. I love that it comes from an idea like that, like Sekiro swords clashing. You yeah. know, you have this idea, and then you make a game. That's so cool. Um, another point that people brought up is that uh, Mega Man Legends, which came out roughly a year before Ocarina of Time released, also had a a form of uh, lock on targeting. Not exactly the same, but same idea. So it just kind of shows you. Everyone's kind of working in the same field, working in the same ballpark. Who knows if Mega Man Legends saw it in a demo and then Mm -hmm. is like, oh, we need that. Or, you know, just 
brains all in the same vein. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you have a correction, uh, you can put that on either version of the YouTube videos, uh, the Patreon version or the public version. Stamp it, though. Use the word correction. And yeah, it helps if you put a little timestamp in there so I know what you are correcting. Uh, and if you're like, two versions, yes. If uh, you are a patron, uh, you get a specific version of this podcast that has extra love and respect questions and no ads and corrections music. Boop. All right. The big boy for this week. Uh, yesterday we had a state of play uh, and uh, it was 20 minutes. Not a big, huge one, mm-hmm. but uh, there were quite a few game announcements in there. Uh, and they had said, they prefaced it before saying it would be mostly from Japanese developers. And there was there's a lot of Square Enix in there. Mm-hmm. There's some Capcom. There's some other folks. Uh, before I run down the list and before we like really dig in, and we're going to dig into Turtles for sure. Uh, yeah, but just, just overall <laughs> thoughts yeah, we are. on uh, yesterday's state of play. Overall thoughts? Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was really solid. Really, really solid. Um, I like when they, you know, this this trend of telling us the time, like, how long is it going to be? What's yeah, right. not going to be there? What's the focus going to be? Yeah, people were saying no v- PSVR 2. No PSVR yeah. 2 was known. And, like, hey, focus on Japanese, but also a, a check-in maybe with some other studios. Like, perfect amount of information up front to, to have our expectations in check. Uh, and it had some check-ins with some games we're excited about, some surprise games. And that's all I ever hoped for in these, so I, I really liked it. Yeah, it had a lot more games in it mm-hmm. than I thought was going to be in there. I thought it was going to be maybe five, four, four, sure. five, six games at most, and they really had a lot more yeah, in there. It was a lot of, like not twenty minutes, not huge surprises, but just a good amount of games we just didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period beforehand, which was really nice. Yeah. yeah, and some of it was super quick because like, I do the, the timestamps afterwards, and like a minute or less on some of them. And like mm-hmm. the Stranger Paradise, it was just like, hey, yeah. uh, there's a new demo. Go play it. We don't need to tell you anything else. Just play the demo. Yeah, yeah so very cool. Yeah, I was worried I was gonna kind of stick on Tokyo Ghostwire or Ghostwire Tokyo yeah. and uh, oh yeah, and Stranger of Paradise for a little bit too long, totally. and those kind of moved pretty quickly through those. So yeah. as you said, so. They made a lot of time for a lot of other stuff in there, which is really nice. Good, like good pacing, basically for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so the the full list, and then we'll dig into everything. But just just to like give lip service to the full full group here, there is Exo Primal, which we'll get into. New game, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins. Uh, Forspoken had a little bit of time in there. Uh, got to see some more gameplay there, and it also recently got delayed till later this year. Uh, Gundam Evolution. Uh, which we've, it's been out there, I think, but we didn't know much about. Um, or maybe, no, maybe I'm thinking a different one. I'm thinking a different one. I think Evan Evolution was an announcement. Uh, TMNT, the Cowabunga Collection. Mm-hmm. Getting in there. Uh, Gigabash. Uh, Gigabash looked cool. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. So that game, uh, I think 2013 Whoa. was when that originally came out, which is crazy to me. I thought it was more recent than that. Whoa. Uh, Trek to Yomi. Yes. This Returnal 3.0 update. Yes. The Dio Field Chronicle, and then Valkyrie Elysium. Nice. Uh, so the first big one I want to get into, Exoprimal. Exoprimal. Dinosaurs <laughs> pouring out of the <laughs> sky, forecasted. Mm-hmm. What What is going like through your mind? This is like... Is this Dino Crisis? Like, what is what's happening? I did not take the Dino Crisis bait, <laughs> especially when they showed that red-haired woman. Right. Like, Capcom. What are you doing? 
Like you, you know exactly what you're doing. That was such, that was that was cheeky. I feel like they knew exactly what they were doing there, having that red hair lady in a Dino game. Like to me, it, it confirms Dino Crisis is coming because the- <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. that's what okay. that does. It's like hey, same universe, maybe? yeah, misdirect over. Yo, look at this Dino game. That's not Dino Crisis. Okay. Oh, actually, Dino. Yeah. Yeah, Dino Crisis <laughs> are coming, Hubert. It's going to be like a skin pack they're going to throw in there at some point. <laughs> like, hey, here's a Dino Crisis pack. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yes, I know Capcom makes Monster Hunter and that also has like dinosaurs in it, but how do you make the, like I had the same reaction as everyone else. How do you make a game with guns and dinosaurs and you don't call it Dino Crisis? (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) All right, Capcom. I was getting very like EDF plus Anthem vibes. Yeah. Sort of like mash those two things together. (laughs) It's kind of nuts. Uh, I think dinosaurs are just universally fun and like killing dinos with your friends just sounds like a good time at a at a very basic level mm-hmm. so uh this is definitely one that i will i will give a look and have you, and have you give heard a, the description of like what this gameplay is like it looked like four player wave based chaos that's just kind of sort of trailer. and sort of not so listen okay. to this this okay. is the description and the game's main mode dino survival Teams fight for every breath against countless dinosaurs <laughs> while racing to complete missions before rival squads oh, yes, in PvP. 5v5 matches. That's right. A dynamic mix of objectives keeps players on their guard and ensures each match is different from the okay. last. So I think it's it actually like, said form the last. There's a typo. So it's like uh, Gambit mode in Destiny kind of, I guess. Mm. A little bit. Exo fighters will need to stay on their toes as hunts transition into precious cargo deliveries. Or desperate last stands against relentless assaults. Opposing teams are even given opportunities to tackle adversaries head-on and impede their progress. Cool. Yeah, it sounds like Gambit mode, honestly, from Destiny. It's a a similar concept of, like, two teams are fighting the computer, and you can also, like, go and mess with the other team at, at certain points, so... It's it's fun. I like that. Gambit mode is fun, yeah. Yeah, like, PvPvE is... is... is fun. I really like that. Um... And that makes sense because now this is definitely not stepping on any Dino Crisis toes because Dino Crisis, you know, single player, survival horror, slower pace type game. Yeah. Um, interesting. You know, uh, Spear Hunter, shout out, was talking about how much uh, Capcom likes to reuse assets. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like a slight against him. It was like, yo, they reuse assets. Like, Dinos. <laughs> dinos. Yeah, but just, it's- a, just an interesting game at an interesting time. You know, it... it the 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 community's desire for a Dino Crisis game is at an all time high, so it is ironic that Capcom announced a dinosaur game that's not Dino Crisis. It's just it's very strange timing, and I'm sorry to this game for to keep bringing up Dino Crisis, but it's hard not to when you know people have been asking about it for for a while. Yeah, um, I'm blanking on Capcom's release calendar for this year before this. Uh, so this is 2023, this game. Yeah, okay. Because uh, I was wondering if this is like a game like Capcom needs some games in between like their their big releases. Mm-hmm. And uh, we still haven't heard about any of the so-called rumored ones that we're kind of expecting later this year to be announced at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Street Fighter Six was like the last big thing, but that was a tease. Yeah. And, and I wonder if these are like these smaller projects. And also Capcom seems to really want to capitalize on uh, multiplayer games. Yes, and, I was just and, say and then that. like they've had some misfires. Like our reverse is yeah. one of those. But yeah. this, we did not see. No, yeah, we did not see that. The game is probably gone, canceled. Yeah. But something like this definitely looks a little bit more 
promising yeah. than Reverse. For sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Co-op dinos. And this is coming to uh, last gen as well. So everyone getting in on that, that action. But yeah, I wonder, you know, you're saying about reusing assets. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the game that has 400 dinosaurs on screen using the same assets that's going to have two yeah, or three. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder. <laughs> yeah, good call. Um, but yeah, it, it might be stupid fun like EDF. Yeah. Uh, but let's at least hope it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one I wanted to bring up, uh, not a reveal, uh, Gigabash. Gigabash. They actually had a demo on uh, Steam during the Steam Next Fest oh. last month. Uh, so this is a Kaiju Arena Brawler, uh, smashing monsters, but then they also revealed there's a, like a mayhem mode. Nice. Um, so it's like different mini games, different types of objectives. So like one looked like a hot potato where you're like knocking a Fun. big bomb around. Fun. Uh, another one where it looked like you were getting points for smashing buildings as well as direct combat. Uh, and then one of the descriptions here is throw office buildings at your friends or roll a whole district and your enemies into a single massive snowball. I want to see that. I didn't Katamari. see that in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, enough, this seems fun. Yeah, it looks so havoc, fun. And you'll evolve into your final form, the terrifyingly Titanic S-Class. Awesome. Dude, S-Class, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. I feel, I, I feel like these games, unless I'm just misremembering, they kind of like vanished for a while. These were like... Power Stone N- style. Like N64, yeah. Yeah. PS2, GameCube era, Xbox, like these types of like arena brawl games totally. like this came out. And then it's we like hit like last down. gen and they just... I haven't. I don't, maybe they're just other. Like maybe they're in Jap in, well, in Japan. Like, they're more popular, but I they just like don't it, see an outside release. I feel like it transitioned Dami, Damiani to like the side-scrolling ones, like Brawlhalla, Towerfall, mm. like you know, uh, Samurai Gun style, like Arena Brawlers in that sense, rather than like yeah, the Power Stone isometric arena based. Um, looks cool. Also, Dawn of the Monsters is another like kaiju mm. game. So we got two kaiju games coming. The way forward one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm down. I love love King of the Monsters. Love love throwing buildings at people. <laughs> like, that's that's cool. Yeah. So if you played that demo during Steam Next Fest, let us know. Yeah. How is it? Uh, Huber, I want you to go off on this one. Oh Trek to Yomi, dude. You're signed up twice. I'm so hyped <laughs> on Trek to Yomi. I'm so hyped. It looks. Like a really emotional story for mm. how like minimalist it is. It's very like minimal, black and white game, not a lot of dialogue going on. Like it still conveys a lot of emotion just from the brief little bits I've seen. And to, to clarify, this is like a samurai era action game. Yeah. It's like an old movie. It even totally. has like that film flicker effect going on. Yeah, it's got that Kur- Kurosawa filter everyone jokes about. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it doesn't it it looks like Sifu in a way, not obviously not like you know full on levels like that. It's a little more like side scrolly, but like some of those shots in that new trailer we saw Bloodworth were out of control. They were like climbing up some mountain and it was getting all supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing some different angles and stuff there mm-hmm. that looked very cinematic. Yeah. So it wasn't just straight like always the same perspective for yeah. sure. Combat, I wouldn't know how it feels till I get my hands on it. I'm hoping it's lethal in the way that Ghost of Tsushima is. Mm. Like, if it's simple, I want it to just be like, you can kill them quick, they can kill you quick. That kind of combat, you know? True. I guess... I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. It's the biggest question mark for me, too. Is because combat, yeah. how good is it going to feel? Because we do have Ghost of Tsushima to go mm-hmm. off of. Mm-hmm. And it's... 
you know, fair or not, people are going to, you know, compare like, like swordplay to like yeah. that level, even though it's like yeah. not open world. It's like, doesn't matter. Like you doing like this intense, like you should have more focus on the combat it should be even, you know, more intense. And as you said, it visually kind of stylistically is drawing some like comparisons to like Sifu and its close quarter nature. Yeah, that, that old boy yeah. shot. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to like, but the trailer did clearly show like one at decapitations. Yeah. And, like, it, was, like, it looked like lethal. So hopefully it's just, you know, a challenging game where you just got to figure out how to deal with everything and progress. Cause like, mm-hmm. like one wrong swing, you're like, you're done, go back and yeah. like have to try again. Yeah. Like that, that supernatural thing may have been like, maybe when you die, you have to like go through like an undead world or something oh, to like get yeah. back to your body or something. <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of cool. I don't that know. would be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Samurai's kind of like dinos, just universally cool and fun. And I'm, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> so Isla, you actually, uh, know this guy, huh? Leonard, yeah, uh, Menciari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't we hadn't talked in a little while. I was chatting with him the other day, though, after I saw the trailer, and I was like, "Yo, dude, it's looking really good." And then we were mostly just catching up. Uh, he doesn't like doing video stuff, so I can't get him on camera. Which is, <laughs> I was trying to see, but like, no, yeah, he's a nice guy, and I'm happy that he's like getting something this cool out. Yeah. Like, really neat, really neat. Definitely one of my most hyped indie games of the it, year. Yeah, no it question. Looks wild. It looks crazy. And then Flying Wild Hog, who did Shadow Warrior, yep. is supporting him somehow. God. Do you know the relationship I, there? I didn't ask. No, I don't know. Okay. Uh, the next big unexpected one, which we probably should have expected something from, but I, I, I came out of nowhere for me, is the Returnal Ascension Dude. update. Two pillars here co op play. Online co-op and uh, the Tower of Sisyphus. Uh, And uh, we'll get into each of these. So co-op is... So interestingly enough, the the tower, you can't do co-op. Co-op is more for the main game. Uh, But there's there's some details I grabbed off the PlayStation blog. Number one, uh, if players get too far apart, there's like some tether that brings you back together. So it like focuses you in on kind of similar areas. Yeah. Uh, you can revive uh, the other person if they go down. That's huge. Oh. So that changes strategy for That's sure. Huge. Yeah. Um, progression is tied to the host. Um, okay. So okay. basically, you're helping your buddies get Got to your tough spots. Summon. Souls. Yeah. So Summon. Souls. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, and th- but the uh, the client player does uh, get to keep uh, glyphs and um, scout rank and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, for the Tower of Sisyphus, that is a completely endless mode. It gets harder and harder. Uh, there are high scores. There are leaderboards. Nice. Um, there's, a, nightmare situation. there's a score multiplier. So you want to try to keep from getting hit or you lose your multiplier. You want to keep on target because if you wait too long, your multiplier is going to dry out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, there's a new boss in there, and there's new story stuff. A lot stuff new story in, in that trailer. It looked so story focused. It legitimately looked like Returnal 1.5. That's how I'm viewing this. Well, it's Returnal 3.0. 3.0, yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess so, yeah. It, it, it honestly, the, the, the amount of story implications were very surprising. Um, and I love that Sony is doing with this this with their games. It is a 10 out of 10. This reminds me exactly of Ghost of Tsushima Legends adding a multiplayer mode to your single player game, just a new way to experience it, free of charge, unreal. Uh, True, yeah. Yeah, that's just wild that they're giving this away. 
Um, and then, and then just new, new story stuff, you know, I, I, I am so surprised by this. I'm absolutely surprised. And, uh, I welcome this. This is a gift. This is an absolute gift. Yeah. They're throwing a good amount of support mm-hmm. behind house Mark there. So it's like really good to see this game take off like that, especially after, you know, where they were before the release right. of this and yep. moving yep. away yep. from what they were working on before. So, you know, finding this great success and then having, you know, Sony show like they, they the long term kind of like roadmap for yeah. this game and sustaining it. And, you know, it's going to lead into like bigger things probably mm-hmm. down the road. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing for me is someone who hasn't actually jumped into the game yet. It's like co-op. I, I wasn't like adverse to the game yeah. at, before, but now this is like makes it even easier to jump in. It's like, yeah. dude, I just, I, I just want to have fun playing with someone. I don't care if we lose and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. I just want to yeah. play with someone and yeah. uh, this is going to make it kind of fun. So That's what Mike. I'm excited about. I'm so bad at bullet hell, dude. I'm <laughs> let's so jump bad. In. Jump Carry in. Let's me, go. Dude. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm ready. Whether you need like help to getting through or just this was what you're looking forward to play for fun. I mean, yeah. I wonder if you can revive yeah. each other. Did they say yep. that? Yeah, you can oh, revive okay. each other. That's yeah. awesome. And it sounds like there might be multiple places to summon from uh, oh, okay. because they're saying that there's a, there's a spot by the the crash site where you pull in another player. But it sounds like there might be other checkpoints along the way. Oh, where you the can do like it resurrection too. things cool. or whatever. Yeah, maybe there. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it like costs in-game currency to summon a player. Like this game isn't generous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not easy. Not an not easy, an easy game. game. Nope. Yeah, and you can do randoms as well as doing a private match to oh, get nice. a friend. Yeah, that's fun. That's so great. I love this. I love, it's my favorite kind of DLC, is when you have a new way to play the same game and you have story stuff. It's like the best of all worlds here and it's free. Like, it doesn't get any better than this. It doesn't get any better than this with a game you love. Uh, So we had the the Dino Crisis bait (laughs) and we also got the Final Fantasy Tactics bait. Boy, did we. Uh, The Dio Field Chronicle. Uh, coming from Square Enix, um, Square Enix actually is the way they said it in the, the direct. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there's a lot of uh, SRPGs. We just got Triangle Strategy. This though, they're they're calling it real time tactical battle, RTTB, because they mm. always got to they've always got to abbreviate it. RTTB. They got to come up with their own thing. ATB. Baby. ATB gauge, A- dude. Yeah, Grandia. A-T-B. Grandia yeah. hype. Was <laughs> uh, Grandia the first? Probably not. It's like no, Final it's Final Fantasy. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, character designer uh, is from Lord of a Million 3 and 4, which I don't even think we ever got here. Um, and then, uh, oh, and then there's also uh, Kamiko Kuryo Isamu from uh, Final Fantasy 12 and 13. Uh, and then the sound composers are uh, Ramin Jawadi and Brandon Campbell from Game of Thrones. Dude, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Hey, good audio. That's, Say what you will yeah. about Game of Thrones. It sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so description. So this is the thing I'm wondering about is either you're playing as like a core group or there's like heroes and then you have other people. But I was looking through screenshots and it always seemed to be the same characters. And so they're called the Blue Fox. Uh, there's Frederick who is possessed with great strength and a desire to right the course of the nation. Uh, Iscarion, a progressive thinker with a warm and virtuous heart. Walter Quinn, a powerful magic user with equally potent charisma. And Andreas, uh, the brains of the company who is always planning one step ahead. So yeah, seems like a very specifically focused cast. Seems like there's going to be a lot of story information going on. 
Yeah, um, I see why I was drawing comparisons to Fire Emblem because like the the company nature, like right. a bunch mm-hmm. of like named heroes who are fighting with you, and yeah, it did look like like the the early footage conveyed that things were moving in real time though the like the draw path for your movement did was like literally out of XCOM and like felt like we were seeing like it's like a part Fire Emblem part XCOM um but I mean it looked good they were really going for the heavy cinematic uh action shots so when you like you took an action with your turn it cut like the character profile in the top left and then like you'd see it would like camera shift so it wasn't isometric anymore and you'd see like the 3D models like appreciate it a little bit more which is nice that's what you were saying was like valkyria then right yeah well, so, so the thing i was saying with valkyria is one uh in the trailer the very first gameplay shot where the horse the uh, calvary calvary person tries to maneuver when they move the enemies move too at the same time so in valkyria when you move everything moves like enemies can shoot at you can take action against you but once you go to the menu the game action freezes and then you can initiate from there so i imagine it's just once you when you try and move the enemy can react to you as well which adds an extra layer of challenge because in a lot of srpgs it's about are you within range of that person then they might fire at you but like they don't move until you've taken your turn so them adjusting on the fly you have to take that into account which is like kind of like the nature of valkyria is that things will move around in real time while you are moving um, which is not something in Fire Emblem which is not something really in Final Fantasy Tactics so it's I very appreciative to see another game trying out that type of mechanic because I think it uh, I don't know it adds a little bit more like not realism but like in the moment like it, it, it like takes a little bit from like the sit back and just like analyze everything once you go it's just another you know another thing you have to keep track of yeah but it's nice more it, strategy it adds, it, it, like, it, it's the like, illusion of like action like yeah. it's real time action when it's really still like going on behind the scenes Isla I know you were kind of looking into this just because uh you like that tactics, and you were yeah. hoping for it. Yeah, I mean, I pretty quickly I was like, okay, none of these place names are right, so this isn't FFT, but it looks... I am cautiously optimistic, I'd say. I'm, I am... Di- like, I didn't put it on my final... my Fantasy League team, right? Right. Because A, I don't... I'm not confident it'll actually come out this year, and B... I don't know. There's something about it. Looked a little switchy. Yeah, you looked a little switchy. Intentionally have that kind of diorama yeah. thing yeah. to it. Yeah, like, The world is like actually just this, like this rectangle that you can see. And the it's edges like of. in triangle strategy. Like I, I had to turn down the vignette effects because and like the oh, depth yeah. of feel because I'm like you guys went too far with it. Like it, it looks cool, but you went way too far. But like, yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. I hope it's mm-hmm. awesome. I just I'm skeptical. Yeah, it's a good. It was a good thing you said earlier. We ex- why we're expecting it to be tactics because, I mean, that's one of the like the rumors is that a tactics remaster is in the works and right. it was right alongside with that Chrono Cross remaster, which did get announced and is actually happening. So the fact that now that's supposedly happening, we have Triangle Strategies, which are already out, and now this coming out, it's mm-hmm. like they're really going in on like SRPGs, which is great because I think there should be more SRPGs. And you're getting three different, or I don't know if it's really three different styles, but at least this is a different style yeah. than Triangle Strategy and or Final Fantasy Tactics. So um, the only thing is there was some confusion uh, on the oh, announcement yeah. about it being developed by Platinum, 
but yeah, apparently which is not the case. Which right apparently now. is not yeah. the case. This is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of funny. They cop what they copy pasted the website template or something was from what, Babylon's Fall. Yeah, from Babylon's Fall, <laughs> and then they had to like the press release or something said like it's not developed by Platinum Games. I mean, uh, when we're doing reactions, Ben did point out like they made Infinite Space, but they were co-developers back in the day with um, when Sega published it. Infinite Space is such a different game than what this is. And I'm like, yeah. now that they couldn't make this, just seems a little weird so close to Babylon's Fall that they would be making an SRPG like this. This didn't seem correct. So I still don't know who's actually Developing it, I didn't take a look at who's yeah, doing it. Yeah, I mean, we got some fine. names, but I don't know like the uh, uh, like a name of the team. Exactly. Yeah, I would be very curious because we did get the name on who's developing the other title that was mm-hmm. announced. Yeah, um, and then the last one, uh, another uh, Square Enix surprise announcement is uh, Valkyrie Elysium, mm-hmm. sequel to the Valkyrie Profile series. Uh, it includes gla- classic gameplay elements such as Einherjar. <laughs> Uh, recruitable warriors who will join the hero and fight at her side when summoned. Um, and then uh, Matoy Sakuraba returns as composer, who has been on past games as well as the Mario Sports games, Golden Sun, Tails, Star Ocean, <laughs> Bot and Kaitos. A lot so, of stuff. Yeah. I have uh, one of these in mint condition on PS2. I bought it like when it came out and mm. played it for like 10 minutes and then just never went back to it. So that's, yeah, my, never, that's my experience with this. Game, that's my experience with this franchise. Is like I, I bought it because it looked sick when I was in high school. Yeah, and I'm just I like never, the, never played it really. The thing I remember from Valkyrie Profile is the numbers go real high. I remember <laughs> doing like eighty thousand damage or something, Jeez. and I'm like, whoa! It's definitely a series that sick. I, I feel like this is. Because I feel like you're going to say this also looks switchy in your in your right. in yes. your words as well. I was Sorry. thinking um, it was kind so of on sorry. that same like budget level as the Trials of Mana remake. So the, yeah, around the, there. This yeah. is the thing. I, I I do feel like they have a dedicated team of developers at Square Enix who are tasked with making games that aren't quite triple A budget, but need to come out in like a shorter time as well so they get these lower budget titles. I think this is the solution they figured out and I think it stems from the success that like they've been seeing with Team Osno and their 2D HD efforts plus the maybe not to the same extent but like Tokyo RPG Factory before them like right. that had like a little you heard from them for a while. Huh? Yeah, they're yeah. probably yeah, not probably going to hear from them again I would guess but these franchises that they, they want to continue that people like, but they clearly can't justify making a big budget game for them. I think this is the compromise for it. And it does feel like there's a, someone internally who's passionate about these kind of franchises or games. That's why we got Act Razor out of the blue, because someone was probably very passionate about that. Like, obviously, there's a lot of passion for Chrono Cross over there. And now with the Valkyrie profile series, people have been asking for a follow-up to that, and you're getting this in, in this form. It's just you're not going to get that AAA budget version of it. And I think it's a little bit more apparent because back in the older generations, there wasn't as much discrepancy between like, you know, you couldn't tell a game was lower, bigger budget very right. easily. Now in the era of like 4k yeah. 60 frames, it's like, mm, it's games. very, very easy to tell that this, <laughs> well, you the know, gap is so wide. Yeah. Now. But the game is coming out on multiple platforms. So like they, they are like expecting this to sell like decently for what it is. And they are like, it's not just like a switch exclusive, like made for that. This is a, a, a clearly calculated effort to 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 keep these series going yeah yeah i think it's cool for for those fans i like i like you guys i haven't really jumped into that franchise before mm-hmm. um so it's always it's always seemed sort of on that like 
lower tier Square Enix to me, like, not that it's not good or anything like that, but it just hasn't been given that kind of attention, that kind of marketing. You know, I think even back when the originals came out, you know, like, the people that were really following Square Enix RPGs are the ones that knew about it, and everyone else just had no idea. Yeah. I wonder if the recent uh, Viking hype is responsible for this coming sure. back. Like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. Vikings are so <laughs> yes. That's freaking popular right now. It's, it's, I wonder if they were just Those looking at Vikings. it. You know, they referenced, like, Valhalla and shit in the Man. trailer, right? Didn't they say like? I can't. I mean, yeah, the Ragnarok, Ragnarok, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, trying yeah, to invent yeah. Ragnarok. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, initiative they had, uh, where independent studios could come try and take some of their IPs from Square Enix. Oh wow! Remember, yeah. like uh, Blood Rain or something was one of the ones that was up for grabs. I think at the at the, at the time, or not not Legacy of or Soul Reaver or something. Oh, sorry, might have been yeah, one not of those. Blood Rain. Somebody sorry, sorry, so, yeah, yeah, sorry, Soul Reaver. Uh, that one and it was just a weird initiative I feel like this is an evolution of that where they were trying to figure out a way to dive into some of their more obscure slash kind of like long forgotten franchises again where they kind of justify that budget and it seems to be working out now and I, I hope they keep this going because it's they're not for everyone but it's always nice like, like once or twice a year now we're seeing these surprise releases that uh, an update to a big to a franchise that was around for like you know last maybe 5, 10, even 15 years yeah yeah, they had some that were a little bit more recent, but yeah, I think they might have skipped most of last gen, yeah. Uh, and then... Love, the, when a, love when a franchise comes back. <laughs> the big boy, the one that I, I broke this out in its own segment in timestamps, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection. Cowabunga! Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. No. <laughs> Konami still re-releasing games, at least? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Digital Eclipse is, is in on this. And uh, full disclosure, uh, Chris Kohler is working on this. I've known nice. Chris for like 20-something years. We cool. both started out on fan sites. He had his own site back in the day. And Sick. Then went to Wired and Kotaku, and now he's doing this stuff at Digital Eclipse. Uh, so there are 13 titles, along with 11 mm. the Japanese versions... Wow. The other yes. two didn't come out in Japan. That's why they don't have Japanese versions wow. for those. Uh, here's the full gigantic list. Yes. Let's go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Yes. This is so huge <laughs> because I have this video game on NES. I still have my NES copy, but I could never play the arcade version at home. Like, yes. Yeah. That's one of my all-time favorites. That is... Turtles in Time sucks up all the air in the room, but like, yo, arcade game? Yeah, they're yeah. right there. Maybe extra sound effects and oh. voice samples, probably. <laughs> Slightly, oh. the, like, the better visuals, because as cool, they made it such a big deal when it came out on NES, the, the, the port of it. Yeah. But I mean, you compare them side by side, it yeah. is night and day. Yes. Even today's yeah, standards, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's going to be so sick to go through like the arcade one and not yes. have to buy one of those arcade one up cabinets for oh, it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the main places I got to play the original arcade game was the uh, the flea market. Awesome! Because my, my grandparents had a stall, a shop in the flea market. You know, they sold knives and lawnmower parts yeah. and stuff. And uh, and there's like some arcades down at the end of the corridor, the hallway yeah. or whatever. You know, and like I'd try Dude. to get some quarters so one night they would be babysitting Dude. me or whatever. I'd have to stay there yes. like all day long in the shop. Dude, so sick blood earth. Oh my god! Every pizza joint, every pizza had joint, yeah. to, to Ninja Turtles yes. the arcade game, yes. man. Like so anytime like, we go to like Pizza or whatever, in the little arcade section was like, <laughs> oh. let, let, it was just like 
Pat. Yes. It was the one game you could count on being here. Yeah. Having some pizza and like co-op in that in a pizza <laughs> joint. Oh my goodness. Parents <laughs> had to pull you away to actually <sighs> eat. It's like, it's pizza. What are you mm. doing? Like, dude, it's Ninja Turtles. Get away. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Unbelievably hyped for and that one. Then next up, Turtles in Time. Turtles the arcade in Time. Game. Which is the that, arcade version. that I have not really played much of. I didn't see Turtles in Time in the arcades that yeah. much. So I, I remember the Super Nintendo one. I remember the side of this cabinet vis- like so, so vividly. Good. The Turtles it's in Time side of it. Yeah. So this good. This is funny to me. I've yeah. all, I think I've only played the arcade version. Oh, okay. Because nice. I didn't have a Super. So, well, there's like yeah. a one level difference, I think. Mm. There's like a. I think there's I know a that's s- the case with Hyperstone Heist versus. Yeah, I forget if the, like the NES one. It's like it's something like a snow level, but like there, I think there's like a samurai ninja level in Turtles in Time that's like only in one of the. That's other. in Hyperstone Heist. You might be thinking of. There's one in the other one. Too. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I actually don't know that. I, 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 don't, I don't remember the specifics, yeah. but there's definitely exclusive stage. But I think okay. the Super Nintendo got extra. Interesting. Because uh, I know the, the main the main difference with, with Hyperstone Heist is that we the Hyperstone Heist gets Tatsu they get the foot plan uh, yes the Tatsu fight that whole level is exclusive to Hyperstone Heist this one you That's didn't the fight, main the, main the, the level I'm thinking of you fight like a like a ghost shinobi dude or mm-hmm. whatever his head like teleports around and stuff like that Shit, like his remember. body disappears and his head teleports cool. around yeah that's like kind of cool <laughs> super cool. but uh d- yeah this just like with the first arcade game yep. turtles yep. in time arcade like getting those better visuals yes. again but like i remember the biggest one was the shredder fight at the end like it was just looked way better in the original oh, arcade i honestly or, yeah. can't like, the picture effects, it like him because he does like it. the fire the ice and then like yeah. the ooze the green and like just the sound effects were better i don't think the th- the hurling thing. Remember in the arcade version, the hurling at the Technodrome or at Shredder? I don't think that's in the arcade version. Hmm, I wonder. I forget. I think uh, I'm looking into it and uh, I don't see a n- different level listed here, but different enemies and bosses is listed oh, yeah. for Togo the Togo and Razor are different. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, that was it. Uh, that's the, that's because you Bebop on the, yes. on, the, on the pirate ship, but it's, yeah, like, oh. yeah. And there's yeah. versus modes in the, and time trial in SNES. Yeah. Sick. Mechanical differences, obviously. Mode seven, blah blah blah. Oh yeah, the the future stage. Different intro. You don't. It looks mm. different because of mode seven. Yeah, when you're on the seven. hover thing. Yep. Yeah, where crane comes down. Dude. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, then we've got uh, the Ninja Turtles NES game. The uh, notoriously game I, difficult. Yeah, I've let's never go finished. rewind. I've never finished. Yep, I let's used to go. get. I used to get like maybe to stage two. <laughs> this game is impossible. Yo, forget the yeah. Screw the Technodrome stage. Also, a really cool cover of that game. Check out the cover art, dude. So this game is is Turtles hilarious. Are menacing because okay, first of all, I had uh, I remember there was a, a guy across the street that neighbor had, kid that had that. I played nice. the NES game at his place. But then I also, I had this weird Commodore 64 port of this game. What? <laughs> I brought it onto Commodore 64. <laughs> oh, no. I don't even know what that version looks like, bud. Yeah. yeah no. It's, it's, well, yeah, it's, it's not quite as good as the original NES version. <laughs> yeah. But yeah I, feel I, like, I feel like Neighbor Kid and Guy Across the Street have distinctly different vibes. Okay. <laughs> guy Across the Street is different guy than Neighbor Kid? Because Guy Across the Street <laughs> is still a neighbor. <laughs> it's a neighbor, but it's a guy across the street. It's a guy, not, <laughs> it's a, kid. not a neighbor kid. <laughs> neighbor Kid is like you're, you're, you're going Joseph's to the playground. Neighbor Kid. Blood yeah. said so, Guy Across the guy Street. Guy Across the Street is my age. It's, yeah, well, it, yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's funny. <laughs> so it's a neighbor kid. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Blood's just a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Guy across the street, I'm like, Blood, you shouldn't have been over there. <laughs> shouldn't have been there, man. 
Um, yeah, this game gets the rep for being so difficult. So difficult. I mean, people bring up like the dam stuff, the, 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 the under the water part because it changes controls. It's always like funny to think about like the the evolution of difficulty real quick because I mean this time games were coming uh, that mentality. Well, the mentality was because like games evolved from arcade games. So they started as arcade games and then became console games, but like they were only doing what they knew. So like they were like supposed to be like quarter munchers. So like yeah. they just like eat your quarters, they eat up lives, and that's like continued over. It's kind of like why lives have gone away. Like in the last like several generations, but interesting to know is that in the Super Nintendo to like uh, the 16-bit transition to 32 error, the difficulty in some games kind of spiked and stayed that way because it wasn't necessarily because the like it was arcade mentality anymore. It was the del- some old developers have gone on record. There's some interviews out there that it was uh, the uh, uh, the advent of rentals, home oh, rentals. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah. they needed that to make you. In, yep, yeah. Yep. That was in uh, a documentary I watched recently. Yeah, yeah exactly. They talked about yeah. how they wanted to like they make need- their games hard enough yep. so you would keep renting it. Yeah, yeah. what was yeah. that? Yeah. It was just in a documentary. Yeah, I, I forget the name of it too. Yeah, but like that—that that was the whole thing about it. Yeah, so cool, but also not cool. Yeah, <laughs> but also cool. Like it also, hey. it also has like some of those like Ninja Gaiden <laughs> slash Castlevania like respawns where it's like oh yeah, knocking you off little yeah. really <laughs> weird jumps like gaps where you yeah. like weren't supposed to jump you just walk over them and yeah. stuff like so crazy brutal game crazy stuff honestly with this collection i will probably boot that up for like 30 minutes <laughs> die a bunch of times and be like all right i'm good no i'm gonna use that <laughs> rewind feature yeah. oh we're yeah we went through we're it we're going through it baby yeah. we're seeing that ending for one redemption <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, the NES version, yeah. of course. That's so great. We get both. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and then Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project. This Project. is one Talk of my yeah. all-time favorites. This, to me, is the best Turtles game that not everybody talks about. It's known that it's great, but obviously it doesn't get the lip service of the arcade game, Turtles in Time, even Hyperstone Heist. This game is Excellent. This is one of the later NES games yeah. on the system. It pushes the NES a little it, too hard. I wonder dude, if it'll do it anything does. to like, like get rid of some, like, you know, the, like the the sprite flickering and yeah. slowdown and stuff. Because it was pretty bad in this game. They yeah. went beyond what the NES could really handle. Oh yeah, I love this game. There is, it is very one note. There's a move where you push A and B together, and you like. You you like mm. stick them with your weapon and throw them over you and it one shots them so like the game kind of devolves into just like it doesn't HP penalty yeah. you, you know? cost HP yeah. oh man and you're gonna be the I heck. totally remember this that is one this is a blind spot for me along with Hyperstone Heist so looking forward to diving oh. into this mm. one yeah, yeah this one is so yeah. good so so good it starts on the beach like the, the dock like beach level <laughs> Dude, so cool yeah, the, the, the beach is the one that's <laughs> in my mind. I don't remember most of the rest of the game, but that beach every mm-hmm. time like, when I think of this game, that's what I remember. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, NES version of Tournament Fighters. Oh, boy. That's going to be okay. rough. Yeah, I didn't play that that too much. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into this, this. Okay, we also have the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, didn't play the, the fighting game too much. Version, yeah. yeah, and I've heard some people talking about, you know, like... The Super Nintendo is the one. Okay. Yeah. Like the other two versions aren't very good, but the Super Nintendo Compromised. is the one. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how those things stack up. Um, All the versions. Who? What? Ma- who? What maniac's idea was this? Who did this? Chris Kohler, I think. Thank you. <laughs> so much thank you. Like I can't even thank whoever. Like whoever did this. I'm indebted to you. <laughs> Uh, then we have Turtles 4, Turtles in Time for Super NES. Uh, then we have Hyperstone Heist. Yes. Genesis. 
Yes. And then we got the crazy Game Boy games. Yes. Fall of the Foot Clan. Yes. Another one of my favorites. Of them, Sophia right? loves that game. Love the all the Foot Clan. So good, dude. Yes. I played that game to so death, man. Same. Same. That was the turtle game. I probably, like, one of the ones I played the most because you just took it everywhere yeah. on Game Boy. If it's funny because. What were you doing? We did some like top 10 Game Boy games or something. I made sure I, that was on the list. But that's the thing. I bought the <laughs> game. I get it. I'm recording footage. I'm like, dude, this game is not good. <laughs> I love it. It's good. <laughs> this is like what it is, games where like it looked good yeah. for the Game Boy because they made yeah. the sprites gigantic. Mm-hmm. But because they made the sprites gigantic, like you can't see it. You're just like always in this tiny little window. <laughs> Trying to fight anything. It's yeah. <laughs> funny. It's funny. And I think I also like got through pretty much the whole game in like twenty minutes or something. That's hilarious. Uh, and then there's two more Game Boy games: Back from the Sewers, the sewers. Uh, and Radical Rescue. Uh, now here's a cool. One thing. of those is a blind spot for me for sure. I know I haven't played at least one of. Yeah, those. I haven't even played either one of yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, they're adding online play. To four of these games. To four. Okay. Oh, I did not know this. What are the four? I thought it was universal. I was that that wouldn't make sense though. Yeah. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade, Turtles in Time Arcade. Oh God. Yes. Hyperstone Heist. Oh my God. And Super NES Tournament Fighters. Wow. <laughs> Tournament yes. Fighters. Yes. That's uh, you know I'm super glad about this too because then with uh, Turtles uh, the Manhattan Project. Local only, mm-hmm. so that'll be its own kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's great. Those are the perfect ones to, to have online. Fantastic. And then, as uh, Damiani mentioned, uh, there is a rewind feature, there's a button mapping feature, there's digital guides, which I'm curious what the detail yeah. is on that. And then, uh, whose idea was this? Sick. <laughs> Hundreds of never before seen source materials. <gasps> Who did this? Seriously, <laughs> this that, is that Chris guy. He <laughs> told me like, who did this. Yeah, this is this is like too, this is a dream come true. This is too too much. Like I'm I'm just blown away. It's everything I I would I could ever want from from a Turtles remaster. Like it's it's the entire history basically consolidated into one package and all this never before seen stuff blood like this is a fan's dream this is what i want capcom to do with you know the resident evil to have a resident evil remaster collection of the original Ooh, yeah, trilogy yeah, yeah. with behind the scenes like I- even if the you don't 64 version like, that's it, got multiple three versions of games. Yeah. Oh, yes man, multiple bloodworth versions. yes multiple versions artwork behind the scenes like it's it's everything you could ever want oh gosh, i just yeah this is the best. This price, is the best. Price tag? D- like 30 bucks. 40. 40. V- good. Very <laughs> fair. Fair, fair price. Wow. Yeah, imagine that. 13 games, $40. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they were yeah. individually sold on like Switch or whatever. Totally. Like, any, like five bucks. Oh, yeah. If For sure. Virtual console. Yep. The, the online editions and all this artwork and behind the scenes justifies the price tag. Because I feel like if it were bare bones... If they were just like, hey, here's the games, right. it could be like 30 bucks. So the fact that they've put work into it online, all this extra stuff, for sure. Yeah. And if you're wondering, uh, the thing he previously did, he might have done something else in between, but he also did the uh, the Blizzard collection. It came out last year with like uh, rock and roll racing and Lost mm-hmm. Vikings and stuff. So if you want an idea of what to expect, that's cool. same direction. Thank you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Damiani, I think you were the one that alerted us to this. 
Square Enix opened a music channel. Oh yeah, this week on YouTube. Uh, uh, yeah, on YouTube. There's also a YouTube Music, which I I never even used. I think I knew it was a thing, but I clicked YouTube on YouTube Music. A- is it used to be Google Play? Then it was Google Music. Then it was whatever, and then they sunsetted that because it's Google and transitioned it to YouTube Music. And then that's when I was like, I'm going to go to Spotify. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I clicked yeah. on a link. I'm like, wait, what is this? But yeah, the, the regular YouTube page, though, it's, I think it's a little easier to navigate. They released 5,000 tracks. Wow. <laughs> All the original Final Fantasy soundtracks what? are in there. Final Fantasy fourteen <laughs> up through Shadowbrings is on there. Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, basically all the mana games. Uh, Near, including Near Automata. Kingdom Hearts. Bravely Default. Actually, I have not seen Kingdom Hearts. Is it in Pay there? up, Disney. Pay up. Uh, it might not be. I don't think I saw it in there. That might be a little bit more difficult. Yep. That's not of even course. On, I don't think that's even on. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts. That's some Disney wild, wacky stuff. Yeah, there's some of it on streaming services. I don't know about YouTube yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Octopath is in there. Yeah. World Ends With You is in there. Um, they've got some chill arrangements. They've got a holiday Final Fantasy <laughs> CD. That's in there. Yeah, they're what? putting some of those cool arrangements on there that generally like just don't exist anywhere else. It's not like the full versions of them. Like mm. one of them's like a two and a half hour, just like like kind of like a playlist thing. Yeah. But it's all like baked in together. So I think there's like timestamps you could skip ahead to each song. But it's so cool. Yeah, because they have really cool soundtracks that uh. They just sell that aren't on there. But the thing is it's cool because this is free. The, right. This stuff has been available on streaming services, but they were behind paywalls. Like you had to have a subscription on Spotify yeah. or Apple. Like I use Apple Music and I get all these soundtracks as well and they're all on there. But this is – they're making it free. And it's pretty much only – it's analogous to what's on them. It's like whatever's on there is what's on there here. But it's also great because it's always been like – Kind of like hit or miss with if you people uploading unofficial versions, right. and then Square Enix will nuke that channel, and then it's like, oh well, then we'll allow this, and it's nicest to have. It's always great when the like, especially on a, like YouTube, which is the most popular place for all this to exist. Just having that stuff, like Final Fantasy VII remake soundtrack, was just like a nightmare to try and find a song on YouTube to listen because you'd find one you liked, and then next week it'd be gone. Mm. Um, but the other thing they're doing on there besides like the the like the lo-fi and the the, the chill stuff that they're doing doing is the they had one episode of a behind the scenes kind of like developer oh, right. yeah, yeah. interview um, nice. and they're doing so they're going to do interviews with like some of the composers and like sound designers there um, and it was like just a short five minute thing and it, w- it was just like very basic but that there's the potential there for you know some really good th- the material to be in there you, you know gets you know maybe get like a get a Uematsu in there yeah. or something have like, <laughs> a nice little talk with him but I, and they also said the other thing that's not quite on there yet, I think, is they're going to have footage of past concerts on oh. there. And oh. that's typically yeah. reserved for their Blu-ray releases only. Some of the stuff was only released in Japan, period. Wow. And they tease some of the, like, the clips of what they're going to put on there. And there's a lot of good concerts wow. out there. But it's going to include the footage, though. So it's going to be the music. You get to see like them filming the stage and stuff. So there's like some good historical stuff that potentially is going to be in there. Like, the, this, the first guy they interviewed, um, sorry, uh, I forget their name. They're one of the members of the Black Mages. Oh, okay. they, did, like, they did Final Fantasy VIII soundtrack. Nine, they worked on thirteen, like like alongside like and the older ones alongside like Uematsu, one of the contributors. Um, but like maybe get like Black Mage, the Black Mage's footage because that stuff has always been kind of like you know by the CDs, it's like that yeah. stuff like usually gets hit hard. They have a bunch of like cool jazz albums. 
that they do for their their games. Um, like Final Fantasy Record Keeper has all these great versions. I hope end up on there as well. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's just nice to see a company like Square Enix that's doing this. Because in the past, it's been so... I mean, they've gotten better, but like it used to be very draconian when right. it came to this type of stuff. And I hope other Japanese publishers follow suit. Because mm-hmm. if Square Enix is doing it, I have hope for others. But I'm not going to hold my breath for Nintendo. <laughs> like, right. That's the one I yeah. most I want to do, but like, I don't think. But like Capcom... <laughs> Uh, could do something like this. Bandai Namco could follow suit. Like even Sega could start doing something like this. They kind of do have a few individual uploads, but putting out that soundtrack, yeah, is just like all those soundtracks. It's so I, I do think one of the things that makes this not easy. This is a big project, but easier for for them is as you're saying, a lot of these things already existed in CD form. You know, like they were putting out these soundtracks you know, early 90s. So they've had all of this stuff archived, whereas, you know, like the process of putting a soundtrack together isn't as simple as just like taking the files and putting them on a disc. Like you, you need to edit the music yeah. and all of that and figure out how it's going to flow. That's that's and, very true, yeah. And so like with Nintendo, it's like there's so many things that they haven't made soundtracks for, um, especially more recently. Like they were more common, you know, like 10, 20 years ago. So it's it's interesting to think about you know how other people could adapt this. Yeah, because it's free, right? We said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ads. Yeah. But I was playing through the Trials of of Mana thing, and I would get like an ad like before every like two or three tracks, something like yeah. that. Because it's on YouTube. Yeah. So if you have so, premium, it's probably ad free then. Right. Yeah. Probably. And it's cool. it's so smart to do this because some music, I'll watch it on you know so and so's YouTube page. I'm, you know, I'm not given the 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 artist the view. I'm given this person who just has the music on their own YouTube page or like through Spotify. You know, and we don't we you know Spotify has weird percentages and whatnot. So it seems like this is a good you could way. Say bad. bad. Yeah. yeah, it just seems like this is a good way <laughs> well, for it, them to have it under their umbrella. Like they. It's their music now. I think it's also a thing of discoverability. I feel like yeah. a lot of streaming services, I see people constantly comment on how hard it is to find video game music on them. It's not the like right. easiest to, to discover unless mm-hmm. you go through direct links. There are some weird things because like a lot of th- the titles and stuff are, will be Japanese, and so it's a little but hard to that's like, how find it, specifics. No, to be fair, that's how yeah. it is across all their services: mm. Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, like whatever you're using, Amazon Music. It still has Japanese titles and the physical release of all. Like I think you might have just gone like a look at like the N Walker like soundtrack, like the right. CD. If you flipped it over, almost everything's like in Japanese on the back. Some like they do. There's a little st- sticker on it actually that was like that had English. It's like, oh yeah, this is you know Japanese release or whatever, etc. So yeah. when you order anything from Square Enix's store, like the music, they say this was originally a Japanese product. It's just being released in your territory, so it will contain Japanese language on it. So. That I think is just them. Like it would be a, a, a think of five thousand plus songs. I have to now go back and translate, like agree upon an official translation for that, like that song now, and like put that out there. Like that's probably a lot of work. And they're like, this is something nice they're doing. I think a lot of fans are just gonna be like, that's fine. Like for who it's intended for, you're gonna figure out. Plus, if you search for a song. It's probably going to, like, with their meta tags and stuff, eventually it's just going to end up on that thing. And it's just nice to have an official source of it because even when people are re-uploading their own versions, it's like they're either capturing from in-game, so maybe the quality wasn't as good, or right. even if it was a CD yeah. rip, maybe it's, like, from an older, mm-hmm. like, time, like, 10 years ago, where, like, it was, like, lower, like, bit rate than what or, they or uploaded. Or, like I'm saying, it's, like, 
you don't just rip files out of the game exactly. when you make a soundtrack. Like, yeah. you, you work on, you know, making the mix different and, and you know, doing, especially, like, when you have interactive elements, you know, it's like, well, when you rip that file, like, What's happening with that interactive element? You know, exactly. It's, it's be weird. Yeah, yeah, they'd have like, and I know how much that applies to like Nintendo's music, how they specifically use it in game with their layering and stuff. Like, it's kind of difficult to do that. Or at least like twenty versions of a song, because like one instrument happens when you fight it. Yeah, you know what it is. But I, I'm very curious to know the behind the scenes workings of how this came to be, because it feels like in the last few years this has kind of been uh, spearheaded internally. Like, I don't know if like licensing like I, I thought maybe they were like teamed with sony for a while for publishing but it looks like Squarenix music is like kind of a subsidiary that's been around for a I while i think and like, they might be associated with warner yeah i don't yeah. know who it is maybe like all it might vary from release hmm. like release maybe too. all rights revert most of the rights reverted back to Squarenix directly so now it's easier for them just to upload this stuff like without having mm. to go through anyone else but yeah, as you said, like the fact that they released so much of this on CDs already, and there's a lot of old stuff. I hope gets to come back. Like there's like there's these albums called like Final Fantasy Potion, Final Fantasy Prey. Right. There's like all these things from like the 2000s I have, uh, eras. Celtic yeah. Moon. Yeah, Final Celtic Fantasy Moon. IV. Like all these yeah. like old era things that were like, oh, you gotta go to import shop or whatever to like get this stuff. Like it'd be so sick if they like, yeah. get clearance for that stuff. Like that's my high hopes is that someday some of that like more obscure stuff makes its way on there. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I do wonder about, though, because you recently streamed the Final Fantasy VI Pixel remaster, mm-hmm. and that guy hit with like four copyright matches. Oh, it did? I didn't yeah. notice that. So that's what I wonder is like everybody streaming, are they going to get hit with copyright matches from Square? Oh, now, that now that's on there. <laughs> in the system before. Well, I mean, a lot of this stuff was already like people are getting hit with copyright things for stuff before this. I don't think it's going to. I think it's the same game as always. It's just like you gotta be careful at any moment. Like, yeah, just because they upload the music for us to listen to doesn't mean like, yeah, you could play it in game and upload it yourself now. It's probably more like we'd prefer you not do that. We'd prefer you just come here and listen to it. But at the same time, it being up there officially might mean that like they can now clear it. It's like if it's accompanying like video, it's not just like it's just not just an audio match, it's an right. audio visual match, then it's like, well, sure. I-, I don't know. They seem to be more willing to work with entities and groups and like 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 easy right. allies as well and when it comes to that like if we really reached out to them like hey we just put up like a partial like let's play or whatever they'd probably be like all right we'll like release right. the claims and i think like you're saying too it might be easier to combat some of the like fraud and stuff that's out there because oh yeah i know there have oh, been yeah. times in the past where i've gotten a copyright match on something and i'll go and i'll listen to it and it's like it's from some random like lullaby CD published in South America somewhere, and it's just straight up like a Final Fantasy song. Dude, like, what in the world are you doing, people? Te- Tetris, <laughs> thirty million versions of Tetris out there, oh, all yeah. copyrighted. Yeah. So you put any Tetris song up there, you're gonna get you're gonna get slapped. <laughs> yeah, a yeah, bunch it's like of bogus. patent trolling. Tetris yeah. gets the yeah gets sampled and stuff and a lot of things, and so people that just like upload their whole library without looking through it is like, oh. Tetris. This Tetris song was in this song. It's not yours, but now I got to fight them over it. Wild. Um, but yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it'll be successful. Hopefully, you know, we'll see stuff like when that Live Alive remake comes out. Maybe we'll see that um, soundtrack on there if it hasn't already. I don't think there's any Dragon Quest stuff in there. That's a whole other <laughs> can of worms. Yeah, don't think you're gonna see that anytime soon. But yeah, yeah, probably not. Probably <laughs> not. 
And now, a word from our sponsors. For many people, getting financially healthy means dropping the weight of credit card debt. But where do you start when it feels like a never-ending cycle? Upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly and easily with a personal loan so you can start living your life. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstarts knows you're more than just your credit score, so rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, employment, and other information provided in your loan application to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in just five minutes. It's true, it's, it's really quick. For loans between $1,000 to $50,000, you can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash easyallies. Upstart is just U-P-S-T-A-R-T. Easy Allies is Easy Allies. That's upstart.com slash easyallies. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash easyallies. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account. No monthly fees. Chime, an award-winning app and debit card, has no overdraft fees, no overdraft fees, foreign transaction fees, monthly fees, or service fees. With over 60,000 free in-network ATMs and many locations like most Walgreens, 7-Eleven, CVS, you can, act, uh, you can access your money when you need it, where you need it. You can also send money to anyone, even if they aren't on Chime. Fee-free for you and no cash-out fees for them. Make your first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash allies. That's chime.com, C-H-I-M-E dot com slash allies. A-L-L-I-E-S, but you probably know that. Mandatory disclosure. <laughs> Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank, North America, or N-A. Members FDIC. Get fee-free transactions at any MoneyPass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Otherwise, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes, pay anyone instant transfers can be delayed. Your recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds. Go to chime.com allies and sign up for Chime. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a scam. It's a business scam to get money out of you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. You just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. 
and your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I actually signed up for Truebill and it's pretty cool. If you've used something like Mint or whatever, you'll kind of know, but it like shows you all of your spending in a list. And then I just noticed something recently that on the list, you know, so you'll have your list of reoccurring payments, which is really cool to just see it all there. So it's like, oh, I've got Adobe and Amazon Prime and Audible and Disney Plus and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh my God. And then you can look up at the top and it says, oh, I'm spending $2,000 a year on this stuff. So it's kind of fun. And like my car payments in one of the other categories. So it's like way higher. And I was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's my car. Okay. That makes sense. But like, it's, it's nice to be able to just see it all in one place like that. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's helpful. And then, yeah, you can just like track it and cancel. I've canceled a few things that I was like, oh yeah, I don't need to be paying for that. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. Little testimonial here from Matthew B, who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my direct TV bill, saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill, saved $840 a year on car insurance. Wow, that's a lot. I had to tell Sirius to stop calling me. (laughs) Um, Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash allies truebill.com slash allies to start canceling today truebill.com slash allies thanks and if you are a patron of easy allies thank you all right sort of bad news today or not today this week halo infinite co-op pushback again Will not be launching uh, in May with the launch of uh, Season 2 as planned. Mm. Uh, so they already had had the year delay. Uh, and then they had said, I think we would find out more you know, later. They said they couldn't meet launch for, for Co-op and mm. Forge. Uh, and so those of those things are still getting pushed. So yeah. uh, just FYI, the uh, Co-op is going to be four-player online, two-player split-screen. That's sick. Uh on all consoles, including Xbox One. Very cool. Uh, so now it will be sometime later in Season 2, uh, but Forge is coming Season 3. Got it. Um, and yeah, so and creative director Joseph Staten said, uh, the nonlinear, wide-open sections of the campaign present some big challenges for split-screen that have taken us more time to solve. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. Huber, I know you, you like co-op. You love co-op. Love split screen. Like Halo. Big time staple of this franchise. It's yeah. unfortunate that it's not here at launch, but, uh, you know, we live in uh, COVID times, so you can always, you know, play that COVID card for sure. Like, clearly, obviously, impact the development of this game, so you can't really be upset about it. Like, it is what it is, and they ran into some unforeseen problems, and they've been open about it, and their multiplayer is free. Like, you know, take take your time. No, no rush on this. I have to wonder. They, they specifically called out split screen multiplayer mm-hmm. as being the thing that's holding it back. I wonder if there's. I understand the history there with the split, uh, split screen. Sorry, but mm-hmm. would there be an up a way for maybe them to just release the standard online co op like the four player mode and wonder, push yeah. back split screen to a later season? Like maybe that would be like season three with Forge. Yeah, and season two could have 
the the four player or get it out sooner, like if they could meet the original target of May. But mm-hmm. it sounds like maybe there's something tied to like them. maybe yeah that, yeah that they or they just want all of it in one shot. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they know something we don't about backlash if it doesn't have the split screen at the same time. Yeah. I'm not sure, but that uh yeah I'm I'm curious. Like yeah, all the, the all the the things you said, Huber. I mean, is it is there are they in jeopardy of this coming too late? You know, will, will things I think, move by, or like, do you think they'll be able to keep the momentum going and keep people interested? I think, I think you they missed the boat here, but the boat will come back to the dock when this launches. You know, the interest will be revitalized. Like, I, I haven't, like, I know people are waiting for this and, and wanting this, but I think because it's been so long now, it's been delayed, like, just whenever it comes, you know, and then. They'll they'll hype it up, you know. Probably have some cool skins, maybe tied to it, like maybe right. some reach sk- reach skins with all your multiplayer. But you know, get all your custom characters in there. I wonder how much of it is tied to the cross gen nature of it. Like that's, that's the thing. They, I said, agree. they yeah. said Xbox One. Like I wonder if it. Like we joke about things being compromised, but I mean it's yeah. largely a joke. But I wonder if in this case, like it is. Right, because the the thing I'm thinking in my head, right, is okay. So the Xbox One stuck on an old hard drive. Right. And I'm going off over here. You're flying a banshee mm-hmm. up here. Right. It's having to stream the world to both players yeah, and split screen. Yeah, off of spinning platter. Like, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, like the Returnal, they were saying, like, co op, they're going to tether players yeah. together. I wonder if there's going to be anything like yeah. that so that you can't the Halo get too tether. Far apart. Halo I tether. Be surprised. <laughs> it's funny. Or is it the the grappling hook? <laughs> you grab your partner automatically back. <laughs> oh, yeah, now that actually is something to think about. Like, could Dude. they put a new mechanic? Can you that imagine? Are only available in co-op? It's like yeah. cliffhanger. You like falling and you grapple your partner and like that'd be cool. Can you imagine just like rotating your cooldowns, Damiani? Four player grapple hook attack, that just like, like one after another. Like you go first, yeah, and I like follow and just like go across the whole map that way. That's what yeah. I want to see, though. Like, Breath of the Wild-style shenanigans. Like, people yeah. taking advantage of it. Totally. That'd be so much fun. Totally. Take your time with this. Yeah. When you drop it, hopefully it's hopefully it's that. You're so, so right, though, Blood, about, like, streaming the world twice. Someone in a banshee way over here. Like, that seems impossible. Like, how do you fix that? <laughs> like, draw distance is nothing? Like <laughs> Right. And, like, now, you know, like, it's Series X. Like, obviously, they, you know, they have the NVMe drives. And yeah. So, like, just, it's... Ever- practically instant but i don't i don't know how <laughs> load all that into ram yeah it's just one of the unfortunate realities of like wanting to keep your game on multiple platforms like that i mm-hmm. mean it's like it's it's a selling point and keeps people interested but at the same time that when does it become when does it get to that point where the technical hurdles outweigh like the, the benefits for that like for yeah. single player it seems like it's fine but now you're getting into this multiplayer and it seems like even if they get it running and I wonder if it's even going to be worth it for right. people who played on that. But then again, there are cust- consumers who bought those versions expecting this multiplayer right. and are yeah. waiting for it. Yeah. That's the bummer, you That's know. That's the thing that would be really harsh is if they're mm-hmm. just like, okay, we've got everything in there except we can't split screen on Xbox One. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That That is such a big selling point of that franchise. So it's unfortunate, but... I, I can't be mad about it because, you know, the multiplayer is free and COVID and unforeseen problems. Like, it I happens. Kinda, I kind of respect that they that they aren't doing that. Like, they aren't saying, like, 
if you're on Series X, here it is. Xbox One's coming uh, later because that seems like an easier path, and it this seems more like equitable to just be like, nope, we're waiting. Yeah, yeah they also probably don't want to like uh, segregate the player base. Right. Like, yeah, keep yeah, it, like, yeah. They want it to be like, in the, as you said, like when the boat comes back around for yeah. this, it could be like a big event. If you're right. missing that significant chunk of your demographic, you're gonna, you know, potentially like waste that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if they're ever gonna get to a point. Where both the Sony and Microsoft, they they've been doing cross gen, and it's clear they're gonna be doing it through at least next year. Mm-hmm. They ever get to a point where they just say like, "It'll run on X on PlayStation Four Pro or Xbox One X, but not like the base models." Will they ever get to a point where it's like, <laughs> if you have the enhanced versions of the old console, you could play this game? We'll make it for like is that extra like because that's the weird thing to me about like those like incremental like yeah. mid generation update refreshes is that is that like a point they'd ever consider like okay now we're gonna cut off here so like would they ever cut off the vanilla consoles right. and say like yeah that's why I think it's interesting though with the Series S is that they made that lower end spec but they still got the faster hard drive in there you know so yeah with this the hard drive is the biggest thing on both and both systems um, like whether it's like PlayStation or Xbox but assuming like all things equal going forward like would they like ever use like a mid generation thing as the cutoff point you know because they're like they're closer the gap in power is a little bit closer like would it have been easier I don't think yeah. that on a technical level they have a really good way of doing it though because like yeah. when you buy a PS4 game you're buying a PS4 yeah. game can right? it lock yeah. you yeah like this pro or Xbox one X be able to like lock you I know uh like they've done that in the past for other systems like a uh, new 3ds had like right. exclusive games like you could <sighs> not handful of them yeah yeah and then DSI did that but that was didn't I, they say they would never handful. do that though I, I thought when they announced these yeah they were like, we'll never do that I'm, I'm not sure and I, 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 I don't know if it's I even like, that like I'm, it's, just, it's just my curiosity wondering yeah. if that would ever be a thing because that obviously happens with like uh eventually like iPhones and like the iOS stuff, they eventually they have to pick a cutoff, and it's like base version can't support this anymore. You know, yeah. or Pro yeah. might be able to support this. Would they do that? Yeah, it's interesting. We will see. Uh, hopefully, they keep on to this latest target, and it actually comes out. You know, in that that season two space somewhere. Yeah. When's that tentatively? Do we not know for season two? Because that May window is looking really nice, wide mm-hmm. open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know the season starts May 3rd. I don't know when season three is supposed to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Forge is in, uh, they're doing the test flights. So the people nice. are in those those beta programs. Nice. Are screwing around with Forge. Uh, Huber, reports going around. Prime Video is in talks to make a God of War TV show. Yes. This was reported by Deadline. Producers... From the expanse, Cancel yeah, twice. Cancel canceled twice. twice. Thanks for watching, Mark Fergus. And Thanks for your support. Hawk yeah, Ossie. missed the boat. Missed the boat. The boat didn't come back around. <laughs> well, I mean, it did, but then it got canceled again. And uh, Rafe Judkins, who's on uh, Wheel of Times and Agent of Shield. Yes, canceled once. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so. This is in addition to recent revelations that 
PlayStation is doing a Twisted Metal show with Peacock mm-hmm. and Anthony Mackie. <laughs> what? <laughs> that one I don't know. I about. missed that one. And, wow. Uh, the Last of Us HBO series on the way. So hyped for that. Uh, that's, that's the most hyped for sure. Yeah. With everyone who's involved with The Last of Us, that has me the most excited. So this isn't really confirmed yet. Okay. But Huber, what are your what are your thoughts? What are your dreams on God of War TV uh, show? My my dream. Well, the the. First question, first up, how old is Kratos in the show? Mm-hmm. Are we old Kratos in the, the 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 Nordic world or are we the like ghost of Sparta in freaking like Greece and Sparta and stuff? Like that is a dramatic shift and a I would imagine a boatload of money to do both in a season, you know? If you were doing like, you know, Maybe maybe we're doing 2018 and he has flashbacks yeah. of that time. Um, but that's my first question. My second question is who from the games is involved? Because you have Druckmann out there with Last of Us directing episodes hands mm. on. So are we getting like Corey, Corey Barlog in here to to oversee this supervision or consultant at least? Because I would def- or someone else on the team. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely. I would like Sony uh, to be involved in some capacity uh, with that. Uh, other than that, you know, whatever you want to do, I'm I'm never live. I I'm never like live and die by a video game movie show adaptation. You know, I go into every single one, whether it is. You know, Resident Evil, my favorite thing, or like Monster Hunter, you know, I go into all of them with the same expectations. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, no skin off my back. So we'll see. Yeah. No pressure here, honestly, for me. Amazon obviously has the means to give it the budget it deserves. Mm -hmm. I mean, while we have not seen it yet, at least the Lord of the Rings series looks Passes the visual test, at least, for yeah. that. But Because I mean, Wheel of Time, I really like. Shout out to Wheel of Time. I enjoyed it. But it definitely didn't get the resources okay. mm. that it might, you know. It, it looks wow. fine. It doesn't okay. look budget, but, like, it's a fantasy show. It needs yes. money. There's a lot of visual stuff going on. So, like, with God of War, it, it's going to need some money. Yeah. but Potentially, yeah. Mm. I just... I feel bad because even when you get creators involved, like you're asking who are the names involved with yeah. that, like, I think that can potentially help. But I feel like some of the best video game adaptations aren't even like mm-hmm. adaptations of video games themselves. They're like like just thematically a video game movie. I'm thinking yeah. of like Wreck-It Ralph. Gamer. Right. Free Guy. I, I just re- recently <laughs> watched Free Guy and I was yeah. like, actually, this is pretty good. Like yeah. this isn't talking down to me. This isn't insulting. And like I actually thought the, the jokes about like just gaming and cult- yeah. game culture, it was like kind of like, you know, they're kind of funny. I, I thought this yeah. was good. So sometimes I feel like you need to have some freedom to to do what you want to do and make a good movie first um, and not get so caught up in the kind of like the, the, the lore, the, like, the, yeah. like the rules, like the, the quote unquote, like the, 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 the lore Bible yeah. that some of these companies have for their things. Like Kratos would never do this or that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you have a good idea with this. It's like, go with it. You know, like I think it's a theme they need to start with and then they go with that because, man, like – there's been, there's been times where Kratos involved, like supposedly like Miyamoto was involved in like the original Super Mario Bros. movie is like it's Sultan. It's like yeah, okay, like. <laughs> but then I think of like recently, yeah. I think of Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon right. City, and Uncharted. I think yeah. of both of those, and they went wildly away from the games to a detriment. Like they made changes that 
made the the movie worse and that's not for me coming coming at it from like I love the games it should be this way it's like it's like yo your meeting just wasn't compelling like the way you meet in the game has so much more weight and stakes to it and it matters Dude, wh- whereas like, like you're just walking into a bar hey <laughs> it's like what oops i didn't have a camera on you uh it's <laughs> like what we were talking about with breaking bad during react shots check it out is like it all depends on the talent of your team yeah like mm-hmm. and it seems like video game movie adaptations they don't always get the A team. They don't always get the A team. They don't always get the A team. So Last like, of Us has the A team. I agree, right? But like, I agree with I agree with Damiani what you're saying. Like, deviate if your team is good. Oh yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, you don't <laughs> yeah. have a good team. Like, it, I don't think it even matters who you yeah. like, who, who, how much involvement like the the original creation team, ha- the creative team has on it. Yeah, it's just that like the same thing. Like Uncharted. Like, yeah, I understand. Like. Fan, like p- veterans of the series, the video game mm-hmm. series might have gone and had some gripes with depictions of yeah. maybe like it sounds like Soli had some de- like issues with their, their their characterization. But then you check see, out our spoiler man. Then you see people who go into it who do not really follow the Uncharted games, have never really played them, and they come out and like say that I had a good time with this. this is good. So mm-hmm. the balancing act of how much you need to appease like the existing fan base versus like there's a larger Tricky. audience, and how many times going for the larger audience means. It's different, but it's a new path to success. Like, do you really just want a regurgitation, no, a one-on-one no. adaptation of a no, game? No. Sometimes not. it doesn't even work that you way. You know who's like, doing this perfectly? Who? Shenmue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we go. Perfectly yeah. doing exactly this, where it is speaking to the fans, but also like expediting, cutting things, maybe like taking this character away and like pumping this one up. And you mean like, they didn't spend four hours on Lucky Hit? They, you know, one major gripe, not a spoiler. They they cut the forklift racing. That's such a huge part of Shemu. They cut it. I don't know why they cut it. Maybe they're like saving it for later. I don't they know. have forklifts, right? Because that's yes. in the intro. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> so I, I don't know why they cut that, but. But Check again, like. forklift, dude. Yeah, but but that balance, Damiani. I think you're onto something there for sure. Um, also, mm. God of War is one of the most violent things ever made. Yes, this is something I was wondering about. If this is not hard R, like, Kratos rips people in half every five seconds. Like, this needs to be so bloody, and I would love, you know, Isla, you're talking about, the, the what, what was it? Get the, the skilled people there, the craftsmen? Yeah, yeah. The A-team. The A-team? Practical effects. I want oh, good. Yeah. I want good gore. I don't want this thing to feel just like so many superhero things now, where it's just like they're on a soundstage. You know, yeah, yeah. Like God of War is so big and epic in scope and scale, and it's bloody and messy. Lean into that. Yeah, it's well, funny. <laughs> it's funny how we're starting to we're starting to see the like. You know how you had like a studio identity for for a while, like various periods of film and TV history. You've got different studio identities that you can really kind of, you know, going back to the beginning. But like, we're really starting to get to where we can see the streaming studios' identities, right? Like yeah. this show coming from HBO yeah. is a very different show than coming from Cinemax, right? Totally. Like Cinemax is old God of War with like sex mini games. Sp- it's Spartacus. H- it's Spartacus. Right, it's Spartacus. <laughs> yeah. From HBO, <laughs> it's like brooding, serious with also boobies. Amazon, it's like 
are you going to go PG-13? Like, what are you going to... Yeah, like, I, I'm not sure what to expect. And also, like, you're going to spend $200 million, but it's still going to look kind of cheap somehow. Like, right. it's, it's going to be... Like, the color correction will be, like, too desaturated. Too like, dramatic. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be a wild ride, man, yeah. if it happens. But having show owners from Expanse, if that... Yo, true. I love Expanse. That gets me really hyped, and, like, and that's encouraging, and, um, and and it makes me hopeful. We yes. are we're like, currently watching that show right now at home. Oh, Expanse! I'm yeah. listening to the books. Ten, I'm on book ten, three now. Ten, ten, Expanse, ten. though, is, is is crystallizes my point, Bloodworth. Mm. Like, yeah, think about like it looks phenomenal, th- but <laughs> well, think about Yellow Jackets or think about Mayor of Easttown, right? Like those those look like movies. The Expanse looks like TV. Yeah. It looks like a Sci-Fi Channel TV show from yeah. 2000. It was always hanging 14. on for dear life. I right, right. They were hanging on. I love the Expanse. <laughs> I love the Expanse, but it's a TV show. Whereas like HBO stuff has like the very cinematic vibe. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, where will this land? I don't know. Yeah. Like, the point though, as yeah. I'm saying, is that Expanse doesn't shy away from gore. True. Yeah. And then some crazy stuff. In good there. call. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you're. I don't know if you're onto the Amazon seasons yet and off the sci-fi seasons, but they dial up the swearing quite a lot too. Okay. <laughs> Which is true to the book. Like Avasara, uh, yeah. like says fuck like every two seconds. But like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm intrigued. I, I can't wait to just see what what Kratos were coming in with. You know? Do you yeah. think they'll have like Christopher Judge? That's why I forgot to switch yeah. cameras Ooh, to you while you were yeah. talking. I was trying to figure out how old he was. He's like fifty-eight. Um, oh sure. Like if they're doing old Kratos, I would love to just have Christopher. Like he's six-two. He's yeah. big. You know? Like yes. just he was. He was in Stargate. Hell you know? yeah! Like he's he's a beefy guy. Mm-hmm. He could just do it. I, I feel I, like if it was the original games, like Ancient Greece, you need a younger guy for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you could then your flashbacks from a narrative yellow point, jackets, it dude. From Do a, both. D- well, from a flashback <laughs> perspective, then you could get into uh, Ghost of Sparta, his brother when he's younger and stuff. Yeah. So you could lean into that emotional stuff, uh, and that'd be good for people who aren't fully invested with God of War and Kratos. It's like getting that family drama in there is always good for, for narratives. But when you're talking about Sparta and stuff, like a lot of that, I mean, those are prequels, right? Yeah. So what I'm thinking, I mean, really, a lot of it depends on like how long they want the series to go, right? Yeah. You know, because like when you, you know, when you put your, your, your chips down on like a nine book series, right? It feels sort of like God of War could mm-hmm. be that, right? There's so many games that they want this yeah. thing to last six or seven years, yeah, and then just go through all of it. Um, so I think they probably could start with the younger Kratos, but mm-hmm. some of those prequel stories that may not have as much meat to them, like still yeah. be flashbacks, but you're still yeah. starting in Greece. I think starting in Greece starting is in Greece. probably where it's gonna be. Otherwise, For they're sure. just gonna catch up and like, well, now what do we? Because like right. you need you need the MCU se- season finale post credits tease of Vikings. <laughs> like <laughs> it sets itself up. You see uh, you see the axe or something. <laughs> well, and they could they could fill in some of the gaps. Yeah, like mm-hmm. when he has the kid and stuff. I don't yeah. know. There's a comic book that oh, yeah? uh, kind of bridges the gap. It's really cool. Oh, cool. Because mm. we'd never see his, the mother of whatever his name is. Mm-mm. I want to say Artax, but that's the horse from Netflix. <laughs> Which has not been pulled back yet. Don't. Artax! 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 <laughs> it's devastating. You're dying, Artax! <laughs> <laughs> 
devastation. The dark film. It is. Also this week, uh, GTA 5 and GTA Online pricing was announced. Honestly, cheaper than I thought. Honestly, <laughs> I'm I'm surprised by this. It, as always, Rockstar has to do its own thing. Okay, I thought so it was going to be sixty dollars up there's front. No, it's confusing. There's no free upgrade path. There's no upgrade path at all. Uh, it's going to be discounted for three months. Uh, so PlayStation gets a seventy-five percent discount. Xbox gets a fifty percent discount. <laughs> <was> so weird. <laughs> That's so weird. So uh, the full package uh, for the first three months is going to be uh, ten dollars on PS Five and nineteen ninety-nine on Xbox, um, and then it's going to go up to forty dollars. Uh, and then GTA Online only that little version. Is going to be free on PS5 for the first three months and ten dollars on Xbox. Then it's going to go up to twenty dollars. That's weird. I called them out on Huber syndrome, and I will call them out again. <laughs> Anything less than a flawless remaster is inexcusable after the definitive trilogy yeah. situation and no free upgrade path. This thing, Rockstar. Better be flawless. Everyone is watching you right now. Super Nintendo World is opening at Universal Hollywood in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, what's the word, Damiani? Yo, Mario. Are you day one? <laughs> That's the word. Are you day one? It's Yo, Mario, Mario Day. It's Mario Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, like, a merch thing for its opening soon, too. So we could... Uh, um, buy exclusive stuff, you know. Hoping uh, once that gets set up, we get like a Nintendo store out here. There's yeah. been rumors about a West Coast one, so we don't have to go all the way to New York for that exclusive merch over there. Yeah, be nice to have one out here in the West Coast. Are, are you mm. and, and Isla? I know you love theme parks. Are you all like a day one brave the crowds, oh or is this like a, I'll right. see you one. in 2024? We are, I'm a, I'm gonna try to get us in on the influence. Yeah, we, we got it. We got it. Yeah, like, 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 okay. okay, you don't send us early. You don't send us codes mm. Nintendo, but could we get a uh, go, go get in early? Go yeah. Universal. Maybe Don. Don, do you do you like? <laughs> you know a guy? Yeah. You, you know, know a guy, guy Don? <laughs> you know what a guy? <laughs> <laughs> He knows a janitor that'll leave a door propped open. Okay, Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I've always I, wanted to COVID stick is, gum on a door to like keep it open. I don't think that would work. You gotta <laughs> you gotta stick gum to a credit card. Uh, COVID has kind of knocked the crowds out of me. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know I don't know. It's a year away at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ikumi Nakamura has revealed the name of her new studio, Unseen. Really leaning oh. into that remote mm-hmm. focus. She wants to have developers from all around the world. Super ambitious. She's talking about like multimedia franchises, like anime movies. And it's like, wow. Ambitious. Oh, this is a spooky lady. Yeah. Love her. uh, You know, whenever you hear stuff like this, this is is like when um, the coalition announcement and all that. Oh, yeah. Like, this is is five years down the line. Like, oh, yeah. We're not going to see her for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she did talk about, like, you know, just leaning into her interests, you know, sci-fi, cool. horror, that kind of thing. Yeah. Good for her. Gotham Knights uh, set its release date for October 25th. Put a pin on the wall. Going to be such a good Halloween game. Are you kidding me? Mm. These oh, yeah, games? Court of Owls. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's about as late as you want to go for a Halloween game. You want to get there yep. right right before. Uh, lawn Mowing Simulator is getting Dino Safari DLC. Dinos Woo! are in. Dinos Dinosaurs. are so in. <laughs> Don was upset that there weren't, what was it? Hedges? Oh, yeah. 
He was upset there were no topiaries. No topiaries. Hedges. Yeah. He's very upset about this. He's very upset. <laughs> that is a oh, great. What'd you drop? That's you a great criticism. He's rattled. That is such a valid <laughs> criticism, Don. I love it. Uh, F0X is out on the uh, Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack this week. Uh, so probably one of my most ra- played racing games. There you go. Uh, it unfortunately so far does not have the expansion pack, mm. the 64 disc drive content. Harsh. So, Here's a question. Yeah. If F Zero GX is 10 out of 10, Blood Earth, what is F Zero X? <laughs> what is what is the N64 one? I mean, it's definitely it's definitely like nine or nine point five. Like, okay, so it's it's, it's, it's top tier. Because, yeah. Like they they very rightly prioritize frame rate, right? So it's like 60 frames per second. <laughs> You know, a thousand kilometers per hour. 60 frames. 30 cars on the track. But then it's like you see the track drawing in as you get to it. Like everything is extremely simple. Cars are made out of maybe, I don't know, 10 or 20 polygons. (laughs) It's all about that frame rate. But you got that death race, Seaver. What? You know about that death race? It's just a loop. You're just going until you knock everybody else off. Oh, my God. I remember this. Yeah. I remember dying so much in Mm F-Zero. Holy crap. Death is real in those games. Yeah. And they also have the uh, X Cup. If you unlock it, it's randomizer. It creates oh. tracks every time. You what? never, yeah, get the exact same track twice. Holy crap! <laughs> Sick. Uh, so that's out, out. Yeah, it'll be out by the time everyone hears this. Yep. Sick. March 11th, I think it's the date. Uh, Glover's getting a completely redone Steam port in April. Oh man! Check out Trash Babies. This Trash year, Babies. Game. What a novelty! <laughs> wow. Dang. Do we need to do like a? We should do like a Trash Babies like retread. Or yes. Like <laughs> recycled. Trash Babies recycled. Absolutely. Yeah. Check out the new version of Glover, dude. We get Brad in there again. Ah. One of my most desired videos doing of all time. My mom's friend's son like was younger than me at the time and was like. Knew I, I played a lot of video games. Still. <laughs> yeah, knew, knew I played a lot of video games and was like, please help me with this. And like, we tried as kids mm. to Clever. get it. Yeah. Brad was doing Dude, okay. Brad was do doing it. okay. Just okay, though. And that's yeah. Brad. Yeah. Like, he's a savant. Seems brutal. Yeah, to see Trash Babies episodes, go to ECLS.com and click on that exclusives tab. Yeah, Patreon, uh, baby. Advanced Wars 1 and 2 reboot camp indefinitely delayed due to the war in Ukraine. Um, and also, uh, Microsoft, Nintendo, PlayStation, and many others have suspended sales in Russia. Uh, and many companies companies have also offered humanitarian support to mm-hmm. Ukraine. Uh, and our thoughts, again, go out to Big time. the Woj, Zach, and Jason Wojnar, uh, as they're dealing with that situation. And everyone else that's there in Ukraine, if you happen to be listening. Or know anyone there. Our yeah. heart's out to you, yeah. Let's play a game. Ah. <laughs> there you go. You got me that time. <laughs> I wasn't looking at the rundown. Uh, yeah, it was on the next page, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, RF Switch <laughs> with more word association. Oh, no. Nice. Greetings, allies. You seem to all enjoy the word association thing I did for Q&A, so let's do it with more options. I'm going to list 10 words. Just say the first game that pops in your head without explanation. Don't worry, I'm not psychologically profiling you. <laughs> Please do, dude. Also, yeah. multiples are the same answers. Fine. It's your word association after all. Ba- like, 
Ever since Silent Hill Shattered Memories, I've been wanting to be like legitimately psychologically profiled and psychologically tortured by a horror game. Yo, you ever watch Mindhunter? 10 out of 10. Never, no, I never did. Super I watched good. Hannibal. <laughs> also 10 out of 10. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fire. Emblem. Firewatch. Fire Emblem. Pokemon. Dark Souls. What? <laughs> Blood's a real one. Uh, cooking. Mama. Mama. Cookie Clicker. Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> oh, that's your... An- I thought that was the next word. I was oh, like, no, that's no. just a game. <laughs> <laughs> Cloud. Strife. Final Fantasy 7. Final Fantasy 7, too, yeah. <laughs> Technology. Final Fantasy 7 again. Deus Sim X. City. Deus Ex. Yeah. Dog. Oh, Nintendo Metal, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Yeah. Nintendo Dogs for me, too. Silence. Oh. Journey. Silent Scope. Whoa. Oh, I said Journey. Oh. There's a lot of like, Zero. sound there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 5 again for Quiet. Oh, yeah. Uh, discover. Elden Ring. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Outer Breath of Wilds. Wild. Yeah. yeah. Outer Wilds, I said. Oh, Outer Wilds. Oh, yeah. Blood's a real one. <laughs> <laughs> Flying. Pilot Wings. I was going to say Pilot Wings. Beach what the hell? Man. That's so funny. That's so funny. I was like, I was say Flight Simulator. I was thinking Flight Simulator too. Hermit. Uh, Elden Ring, Hermit's Shack. <laughs> Hermit? Dark Souls 2 popped in my head. I don't know why. Yo, Blood's a real one, dude. I don't know, like, which Hermit. I don't know. That's the, thing, the name that came up. Zelda 2. Shield. Agents Pokemon. Shield. Yeah, Breath of Sword shield? and Shield, yeah. A shield. Um, Dark Souls. Highland Shield, Zelda oh, is the thing that came to my mind. <laughs> it's time for Love and Respect. Oh. <laughs> Love and Respect. From Skylar Simonton. Hey, allies. What's your favorite silly super? Many genres, from fighters to RPGs, oh. even some sports games, have some sort of over-the-top, extra-powerful move that your character can use after building up some sort of po- point. Uh, swear word ones are great, but I personally have a special place in my heart for those wacky ones Badass that get a graph out of me. Uh, for example, in Monster Hunter Stories 2, if you use the Aftonoth, a large cow-like dinosaur, their super has your character riding valiantly into battle only for the monster to slip on a banana peel, sending them flying into the enemy, doing a ton of damage, and stunning both monsters involved. A truly majestic sight indeed. So silly supers, summons, Dude. fighting heat actions. specials. Yakuza heat actions. Heat 10 actions. out of 10. Yeah. About uh, us. So many funny ones. Frank West is super in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. When he does, when he does like the uh, the shopping cart, and then like the photos, and like the zombies yeah. in it and stuff, yeah, it's really funny. And he takes like the the club, like the weapons, That's and like so yeah. good. <laughs> that one's pretty funny. It's excellent. It's so stupid. Some of the KOF fifteen ones are so sexual that they they flip around to being silly. <laughs> All the friendships in Mortal Kombat, those are friendships fun. are good. Oh, yeah. those are super funny. I was thinking. Uh, Kirby with the pot, like getting everybody in the pot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bang, yeah. bang, yeah. bang. Yeah. From Chase Brock. Uh, hello, allies. Love and respect from Kansas. One of my favorite games uh, to play on and off for the last many years has been Mario Kart 8. 
I was there day one for the Wii U release and has been a favorite of my circle of friends ever since. Although I never did up upgrade to the deluxe Switch port, opting instead to always keep my Wii U accessible to plug in and play if it was time to cart. With the recent announcement of 48 more tracks coming exclusively to the Switch version, I realized it was finally time to put the Wii U to rest. With the Mario Day sale happening now, I finally pulled the trigger on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. When you I all cover the March here. NPDs and note that Mario Kart 8 still stands tall somehow, <laughs> I'll be sitting with just a little bit of shame knowing I helped fuel that seeming immortal behemoth. It's funny. My question to you all is, has there been a time when, you're, when you've pulled the trigger on a port even though you still have somewhat easy access to a different version Resident Evil 2, I've bought like nine times. Same with 4. I've bought. And 4. I and think any Resident Evil Every Resident version Evil of 4, four. I've purchased. Where were the circumstances? Yeah, for any of them. Uh, well, Resident Evil 2, uh, I had on PlayStation, and then I got the N64 version, and then I got the Dreamcast version just because I played Dreamcast at the time. <laughs> um,. Then digital on PS3 because I was using my PS3 at the time. So like anytime it's available, I'm just I'm buying it. <laughs> I've purchased multiple versions of uh, every Dark Souls. I have PlayStation versions of two, one, two, and three. PC versions of one, two, and three. Switch version of one. <laughs> um, GameCube version of Resident Evil wow. Two as well. Yeah, it was on GameCube. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna buy Elden Ring for the Steam Deck in next week. Uh, mm. I buy. Every pretty much every version I can of any like Zelda release, yeah. Like, oh, in terms yeah. of like regional differences, yeah. I mean, so nowadays it's not really that big of a difference, but back in the day, like getting like the Japanese, North American, right or left handed versions. Right? Which one was that? The no, that's that's it. GameCube versus Wii of Twilight. That's right. That's, yeah. right. that's right. But like, yeah, just like regional stuff like that. The like like Four Swords <laughs> Adventures. Like having content in uh, the Japanese version that's not in any oh, of their versions, like has a whole mode that. that's not even <laughs> in the, the North American version, even though there was apparently in English at a E3 at one point. But Whoa. never mind. <laughs> cool. Uh, there was one time not too long ago, uh, Don brought in that like Capcom fighting stick thing. Oh yeah. And we played Puzzle Fighter on it, and oh. I was just I was getting so addicted to Puzzle Fighter, and I came home and like, all right, I, I want to play Puzzle Fighter, and I was like, wait, it's it's not on any current systems. What's wrong with you, Capcom? Yeah. And I have it on PS3, but I was like, I don't want to hook up the PS3 yeah. right now. I just want to play Puzzle Fighter. I don't want any delays. Yeah. And so... <laughs> I don't want any <laughs> delays. The the Love Xbox it. version was backwards compatible. So I was like, all right, there we go. <laughs> Bought the Xbox version to play Puzzle Fighter and like nice. did that all night long. Heck yeah. <laughs> Sick. Uh, from Christopher McClung. Greetings, allies. I boarded the hype train, and I was a pre-order day one Elden Ring purchaser, and it's my first Soulsborne game. Nice. Welcome. Ah. Welcome. welcome. Real one. We got yeah. a real story here. Uh, so buckle in. I'm fully buckled. The sales associate cashing me out said, congrats, I'm so excited to play it myself tonight. A close friend also texted, yeah, here's 10 out of 10. I really want to play it when you're done. Nice. I felt like I was almost two weeks later, uh... Wait, I've, I've, wait. I felt like I was uh, was victor. Take your time. Words, take your time. Words. Take your time. Bro. I felt like I was victoriously welcomed into the cool gamer club <laughs> with an immersive adventure, optimistically ahead. Now, almost two weeks later, I'm uh -oh. roughly twelve hours in. Uh oh. I've acquired Torrent and defeated a few bosses, nice. both above and below ground. Okay. I've also leveled up and bought and sold many, many items. I continue to die, level up, die, level up. Then, oddly enough, die some more. Yeah. 
At this point, I'm feeling the monotony of the grind. Oh, no. And dare I say, disinterest. Oh, no. I find myself wanting to get back into my cozy Resident Evil-verse, God of War, Tsushima Worlds again. Therefore, is it safe to say this game is just not for me? Or do you recommend I keep going, pushing my comforts and skills? Will the magic click soon or should have happened already? Am I destined for eternal shunning for being that one guy who's more excited about Lego Star Wars and just not that into Soulsborne games? Thanks for the advice. Much love and respect. It might not be for you, but everyone's point is different when when the, the thing fully clicks. Like, mm. you know, it happened to me with Sifu. That moment where all of a sudden you're just, you're better. You know, you're good at it. Not good, or, you know, and it happened. It happened with StarCraft II back in the day, or Counter Strike. You know, starting out Counter Strike, and it's like, all right, I'm only going to buy the auto shotgun and try to get one kill. Then, then you get comfortable with that, and it's like, all right, now I'm going to try to get two kills. Okay, now I'm going to try to use a different gun. And it's like, you find yourself getting better. If you don't want to go through that, though, then yeah, then this game is just probably not for you. Because it is I mean, very taxing and it is very exhausting. I've played all of these these Souls games, and there are times when I was playing Elden Ring where I was mentally and physically exhausted and overwhelmed. Like it, I was telling Brad this, and Brad was like, "Really? Like it's so cozy for me?" But it's like, no, there's so much going on in this game. There's so much to miss, so much to dive into. Like it's a very extreme, exhausting game. So if you're just not into that, like, there's absolutely no shame hanging it up. I also think, like, if you're if you're not familiar with Soulsborne games, I was talking about this with friends, that, like, the reputation of them being super hard is a disservice to newcomers because mm-hmm. they'll bash their head against a wall yeah. when really that's the game telling you, like, you shouldn't be here right yet. Like, yeah. I, was watching, I was watching RT Game... Uh, a video because Sophia was showing it to me and like he he was doing it for the memes but like he started as the wretch and then got transporter trap to Kalid way over where it's like way too hard for a starting mm-hmm. player but then he just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and he was doing it for the lols like he he's played souls before so he knew what he was doing but like it made me realize like oh man like there are going to be people who this happens to and like mm-hmm. maybe they forget they can fast travel and think they have to do this or like People who just bash their head against, like you mentioned, that you got torrent and leveled up, like that, keep leveling up that, every well, level. No, but that implies to me because you said I'm 12 hours in and I've acquired torrent. You can get torrent at, after resting at three graces. You get torrent six minutes into the game. Like that to me implies maybe you've been trying to fight Magritte without being leveled up because you get leveling at the same time as torrent. Like there's no. There's no need to bash your head against a wall over and over. If you're getting frustrated, go explore somewhere else. Like, that's mm-hmm. the beauty of of these games, especially Elden Ring. So it's like, there's a good chance that it's just not for you, and that's totally chill. There's an, there's an equally good chance that, like, since maybe you're not as familiar with the, the, the way these games are structured mm-hmm. is, like... There's probably a way easier there's zone. There's probably a way easier zone you could be trying. There's a different mm-hmm. thing you could be doing. You could just explore and have fun. Like, don't try to beat a boss for a while. Like, mm-hmm. this game rewards you. And if you've been leveling up, try some catacombs. Like, they're probably not going to be as tough. Like, there's so much you could do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, too, that um, sometimes even just the weapons or style or whatever. Yeah, change your play style. You yeah. yeah. Yeah, try magic. Like, yeah. yeah. But there is a thing of like, like wanting 
to get better at it, you know? True. If you, if you don't want to get... If you don't want to, don't play the, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No like, shame. No shame. Totally no shame. You're a real, run, you're a real one if you quit so, doing something you don't want to do. Honestly. Like, that's, that's the philosophical truth, baby. O- honestly. Sorry. All right. It's time for bets. <laughs> this week's bet. Uh, Tunic is coming out next week, finally. Uh, we're going to start a new game. And you start without a weapon. You just wash up on a beach. Figure out why or whatever for later. I don't know. Maybe you won't. Uh, then there's a lot of staircases to climb at the beginning of this game. So I'm going to go through, like a madman, I'm going to count the individual stairs. <laughs> what is the minimum number of stairs you well. need to ascend Shit. before you pick up the sword? Not the stick, God. the sword. You have to go out of your way to make sure you find the minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Like maybe so you have to go around. up that way, yeah. I said uh Huber. I said just forty four. That seems light. I'm sorry. Forty four though. <laughs> oh I'm hoping interesting the... detail I did share with them. I saw like a longer staircase that was about I, I, I guessed around thirty thirty steps on that staircase. Okay. All right. Damiani. Three hundred thirty three. Holy shit. Three thirty three. Holy crap. Isla. I said 62. 62. <laughs> I, I want us to have the high, so. I think Snake I'm actually in a good middle ground. I'm at 77. Oh, no. Dang it. <laughs> we got the high and the low, though. <laughs> it's going to be 300. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. Good luck, blood. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, I'm probably going to record it and then use a mouse to count this. Oh, time. good idea. <laughs> Okay, uh, last week's bet, uh, Chocobo GP came out today, the day that we're recording this podcast. Uh, we started a split-screen series race and intentionally came in last. Well, the, we, well, freaking Squall. Tried to come in last. Yeah. Squall, Squall taking the fall there. Squall took a fall, fell behind us at the last second somehow. <laughs> Literally at the finish line. Very uh, you strange. Can, you can watch the, the recording of that at the end of this podcast after everything's done. Get with it, Squall. Uh, so we... Generally, let the AI overtake us. <laughs> Generally, we're trying not to use items to attack them. Uh, out of the remaining six racers, where would VV place in the results? Uh, Brad bet three, Huber bet one, Isla bet four, and I bet two. And VV got fourth place. Isla wins. Woo! Bringing the scores to Massive Chubs three, Splish. <laughs> And Bloater Sea Lions, four. Let me tell you about Patreon.com slash Easy Allies. Uh, Patreon is the way that we are funded. Uh, that is how everything around here operates. That's how we buy trash bags. That's how we pay for the lights. That's how uh, the, the cameras get in here when we need to uh, replace things or fix things or just, uh, you know, just... Pay the gas to get here. Huber's got a long drive. Dude, six bucks a gallon right now. Oh, You're killing gosh. me. Uh, but yeah, so please, if uh, if you enjoy anything that we do, uh, uh, consider jumping in and chipping in at uh, $1 or more. Uh, the $5 tier uh, gets access uh, to this podcast uh, two days early. And then we also have the shout out tier. At $250, people really helping us out. Mm-hmm. And our current shout-outs are Caleb, Toby Crawford, El Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Nick, Raymond Wheeler III, and Zadwan Dude. Shout-out. Shout-out. Shout out. Shout out.
Isla, you won this week's bet. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you would like to promote. You get the final word on anything you disagreed with, want to reiterate, reiterate, or just popped into your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Uh, what's a video to promote? <laughs> uh. <laughs> You're the one with the computer. <laughs> I don't know. Um, watch Trash Babies. We got a Glover episode. We got all kinds of stuff. Check out Trash Babies. Um, my final word is actually another recommendation. We've got Easy X coming up March 21st. It's a week-long stream, uh, kind of just a party celebration of our anniversary. We're starting year six, I think. The six years, so I guess we're starting year seven? We're starting Something year like that. seven? No, we're starting six. We're starting six. I think. <laughs> wow. See, I don't know. <laughs> we're not wow. mathematicians, but we, we do make videos. And we're going to be streaming <laughs> for a whole week uh, uh, starting on the 21st. Um, we have some fun. We'll be doing a fundraiser, too, with some silly in- incentives and stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, please join us. Um, good night and good game. Vivi. Yeah. Yep. Was that Vivi? Yep. Yeah. Nice. Where'd you see him? There's purple hat. There, yeah. 100%. All right, so lean back. Yeah, sure. yeah seventh and eighth. There, that's where we want to be. Hang back. We're going the whole way? Do you see Vivi on the screen? 100%. Oh, yeah, I think I do. Yeah, I see the icon. 100%. It's gonna be so funny if we get to the end of this race and it's not actually easy. But yeah, there it is, okay. Pretty sure. Squall, what are you doing? What did they do? Who's the spiral looking character? I don't know, but I like the vibe of this game. Yeah. Like, I don't care. It's, like, big and chunky and colorful and fun. Right. I just like looking at it. I don't know why, dude. I feel soothed. Oh, I got my controls reversed. I just got sucked into a black hole. Oh, Vivi just passed me. Getting lapped. Show me this black hole. Those are crazy. Seems helpful. Yeah, that one did. Oh, I'm in sixth. Uh oh. Botched. Uh Botched. It works. Squall just like fell back. Yeah, Squall, dude. Sorry, Squall. (laughs) Get with it, Squall. VB is fourth, though. That's what we need to know. Count it. Count it. VB is fourth. Wouldn't have mattered if Squall was uh, (laughs) sixth or eighth. I guess. Mm. Botched. That was Squall's fault. (laughs) Everyone hit Squall. (laughs) Fourth. Got it. I remember dying so much in F Zero. Holy crap. Death is real in those games. Yeah.